You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, and welcome to my fourth episode of Altered Stories Ministry. I am so excited this morning to be able to bring to you my special guest, Diane Andrews. I want to share a little bit about Diane with you this morning before we actually get into um, the great conversation that we're going to have about Diane and who she is. Uh, first and foremost, Diane grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. She became a Christian through the Ministry of Young Life. During her college years, she helped lead a local Young Life club with her husband, Mike Andrews, who is a graduate of Denver Seminary and a current lead pastor at the Rock of Southwest, which is located in Littleton, Colorado. Diane has two children, Katie, age 28, and Evan, age 23, and they have been married for 32 years. And I will say that my husband, my daughter, and I were blessed to be able to know Diane and Mike and um, their children and my daughter um, and Katie were friends. So uh, this is just a special time uh, today to be able to um, spend with Diane. Diane has an amazing passion in helping women to connect with Christ um, and connect with other women and heal and dream and celebrate through women's events and retreats. As she speaks her passion for Christ and her open heart with, for will help other women, and that is to help them become more vulnerable, real, and transparent. So I wanted to now um, take a little bit of your time, if you could, and um, ask you to just listen closely as Diane shares a little bit about her God story. She has many of them, but she's going to talk to us a little bit about what God has done in her life and how she has um, become who she is today. Um, one other um, I'll mention here, Diane has written a book and I was blessed to be able, it's a women's devotional, and I was blessed to be able to uh, get a copy of this. Ladies, if you have not, you better jump on the bandwagon. It's Intimacy with God, My Daily Step Journal, and um, she has that out on Amazon. She also has her own website. She can share some of that more towards the end of our conversation today. So Diane, do where you're comfortable share with us about what God has done in your life, in your God story. Okay. Well, it's so great to be with you, Michelle, and we are such great friends, and I'm so proud of you launching your ministry. You know, my God story really started when I was a young girl. My mother and father met in high school and were married, but the marriage only lasted three months. And so uh, my mother was a very young mother at 16 years old without a husband. And we lived with her mother, my grandmother, Lois Bowers, mm-hmm. um, and that's who raised me. But about four months later, my grandfather had a massive heart attack and died in our entryway of our home. So here is my grandmother, my mother of 16, and three brothers raising me. And that situation forced my grandmother um, 
to have to go to work. And in those days, most wives were not working. That was 1959. And so she became an amazing real estate agent uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. But that caused a problem. She had to hire a help. And I don't know if you've uh, your viewers or you have seen the movie The Help, mm-hmm. but oh, I was, movie, I yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> and when I watch that movie, I'm the little girl, that little girl in the movie, uh, I was raised by a black woman, Margaret, who took care of me every day, oh, wow. and I believe that woman prayed over me and for my existence to be a godly young girl and woman because we never went to a day in church. We never had Bibles. Um, so I grew up uh, with a loving family and God mm-hmm. protected me during those years, but not in a family of faith. And so the ministry of Young Life, when I became in high school, I heard of Young Life having this great Young Life club, and we had tons of kids going to it, and so I wanted to be a part of that. And um, that is who introduced me to Jesus Christ, the ministry of Young Life. I I never thought of who God was, or that I needed God, or that I was a sinner and was separated from from my heavenly father until that ministry stepped in. And prior to that moment, my father and I uh, were not close and now he's on his fifth marriage. And so he is like the woman at the well, uh, but a man who filled his life with the physical and not the spiritual. And yet God protected my life by giving me a stepfather, Ron Mangino, who loved me and cared for me. Uh, But I really would say uh, if it wasn't for Young Life, I'm not sure. Um, And Margaret, Margaret the helper who prayed. um, I believe those two pieces is my God story, how I came to faith and believed in Jesus Christ. Um, So anyhow, that's just a little nugget of my beginning of my God story. Okay, cool. So let's uh, now go back. And you were in Young Life. Yes. And you met Mike during that time. Yes. And, And when you met Mike, was he at that point in time still pursuing becoming a pastor? I, that came that came a little bit later. Uh, Mike was a young life leader for uh, one of our clubs. We called them young life clubs for a specific high school, and I became a leader under Mike, and that's how we met. Uh, we dated four years, and while we were dating, he knew I want to go to. I want. He was at ASU with speech mm-hmm. communication graduate. He knew I want to attend a seminary. He didn't know which one. And that's when we began to 
as a couple dream for our future. I think couples that never talk and dream for what's ahead don't always do great once they're married because they didn't share each other visions and dreams for each other and what God wanted to call them into. But we did that for four years. So before we were married, I knew Mike had a plan to possibly become a senior pastor or a pastor. Uh, which shifted a little after we got to seminary. But I, do, I did know, boy, this man is pursuing to serve the Lord professionally um, and spiritually the rest of his life. And he was looking for a partner that would uh, do that with him. And so we knew after four years, we are to get married. Uh, we prayed fervently and seeked God privately, not together, but some privately, is God calling us as a couple um, to be in ministry together? And we knew yes. And that, that was way before the engagement. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. So, you know, you've had many, many years now together with Mike and we talked to two children and you birthed a ministry with um, Mike, but it's a separate ministry right. called r and Retreats. Right. And I, I'd like for you maybe to share a little bit about um, kind of the God stories around R&R, um, because it's um, a woman's ministry, and it's a woman's ministry that has really made an impact of Jesus Christ in the yeah. lives of so many, even across the world now. Yes. Uh, so where you can, can you just kind of share a little Absolutely. bit about the birth and yeah. kind of your vision and where it's gone and, you know, yes. how God is working there? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. So um, as we became, uh, first we were on Young Life staff for 10 years. And after our 10 years of Young Life, God knew uh Mike and Diana is going to go into church ministry. And uh, we uh, moved to Wichita from Phoenix. And Mike was an associate pastor of adult ministry in Wichita. And that's where I begin to ask God, what are my new roles as a pastor wife? That's different from Young Life, a youth ministry. Um, And that's where God started placing um, women's ministry and loving women in the church, uh, helping them grow spiritually. Well, after five years at Wichita, we then uh, relocated to Denver at Bellevue Community Church. And um, we uh, were so excited to be the lead pastoral staff. And so At that time, I now became the senior pastor wife, and I wanted to get to know all the women in our church. And it was a small church, and it was doable. So what I did for an entire year, I took every woman out for coffee or lunch or just a short meeting. And during those meetings, I had one question for each woman. How are you doing spiritually? Tell me about your spiritual journey. And women in this church could not, very few could answer it. And that hit the core of my soul and broke my heart. And through those interviews and meetings, 
I begin to think what could what made a difference in my life, Michelle? Like, mm-hmm. what? How did I grow? Um, I begin to ask that question, and why aren't these women growing? Mm-hmm. And I realized through Young Life, we went on leadership retreats, and at those retreats, they were soul care, they were renewal uh, revivals for our soul. And the women in our church had never experienced that. So the birth of R&R began to stir my soul. And I started questioning, how could I help women be able to answer those questions Mm -hmm. and experience spiritual growth? And that's how R&R was birthed. And our birth date was September 9-11, the day the Twin Towers. Yeah. And I wasn't happy about that. I thought, who cares? We just had the biggest tragedy in America. We were attacked. People died. Why today, God? I began to ask those questions. Um, And really what God showed me is God was still doing and birthing new things on a really hard day. He was still active and birthing new things on a day you thought everything stopped. Isn't that that interesting? And it's symbolic. We have found it symbolic putting on retreats. Uh, We've reached 15,000 women in these years. And we see their lives falling down. And God begins to rebuild them up. Yes. And so... Um, that has been symbolic and I'm actually like our birth date of that. So that's, that's how R&R was birthed is really meeting with about 40 women and grieving. They did not know where they were spiritually and had been in the church their whole life. And that's, that, that is my whole passion. That is what God has called me. That is where God is leading me is for soul care, retreats, and intimacy with our Savior. Um, if, if God can use me as a vessel to help women grow spiritually, then it's my servant, you, my, well done, my good and faithful servant. What a great heart you have, mm-hmm. Diane. So blessed. Um, the wim- for the women at the church mm. that you had such a burden for. I mean, how blessed were they that someone like you came along and cared mm, about you. their spiritual health? Because I remember when you and I were talking about a board role for me, and I was going through kind of a transforming time in my life. And I remember you saying, Michelle, how is your spiritual health? Yes. You yeah. always cared mm. about the spiritual health. And that is just so needed today in Thank so you. many ways. So I love what God is doing in um, what r is doing. And I was blessed to be part of it for the years I served. And I love that yeah, you're still you doing. Oh, it was so fun. Yes. But it was so much work. <laughs> it was a lot of work, too. Yeah, yeah, but it was great. I mean, it just all you just do everything really amazing and everything that you do so top-notch ladies Um, so anyway um, Mm. so now let's talk about um, the listening women today so we could have 
a whole variety of women out there now mm. and God's really um, working in their lives or they're seeking you know they're yep. and growing yeah um, but maybe some are really struggling yeah and um, you know I I'd like to kind of get your perspective you know what what would you recommend for a okay. woman you know that may need just some extra support right now or you know I know you have your retreats and various retreats um, but you know these are women that you know may not have access to a retreat or right. may not have a church family or right. may not have a woman that she trusts or or someone that you know cares about her spiritual health and mentoring or anything yes. what 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 would you recommend for those kind of women you know, um, first of all, I really do know how women feel. I'm teaching a study right now on the intimacy uh, of God, and I have almost 110 women weekly coming to Denver Seminary. And what we're finding is they feel isolated, they're lonely. Some have said, I've known God my whole life and I'm bored. Um, and that's a woman, if that's you, it's been in your mind, your, your knowledge, but it hasn't moved down to the heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, some women are, don't know how to move forward. They feel stuck. Others are thriving and growing. But Christ never meant for us to stay the same with him. It, it should be active, your uh, relationship with him. It should be thriving, growing, moving forward, a calling coming forth like mm-hmm. yourself, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, we should not stay in the same place for years and years. Mm-hmm. And if that's, if you're listening today and hearing that, I really just want to recommend first, you need to find a church that is going to help you move forward through worship and sermons uh, women's Bible studies. Uh, if your church does not have a women's ministry or Bible study, there's Bible study fellowships, CBS, there's, which I have attended all of those in a graduate. There are resources and other ministries you can get involved with to grow. There's no excuse. Great books out on soul care. Beth Moore studies. You can just walk into a Mardell's or Lifeway bookstore uh, and walk in and look through their Bible study section and pick one up and do it. Do your little lesson each day. If you don't, if you're maybe you're in a rural uh, Kansas state listening, but don't have those resources, you can order online. Uh, there's so much out there, but you have to tell somebody. See, we can be quiet about it mm-hmm. and not mention how we feel. Right. And then nobody knows and nobody helps us walk through that. We don't want to do that alone. So I just want to encourage for you to have a strength to speak up and say, this is where I'm at spiritually. Tell a Christian woman or any woman how you're feeling and begin the journey together. I, I think we isolate ourselves out of fear that we might be judged or sometimes we're just right out scared to make the changes. You know, we have to move forward. But listen, we don't want to get to heaven one day and realize, wow, what did I miss out of? Yes. I don't know you very well. Doesn't mean we won't enter in, but we don't enter in knowing the fullness 
you know, I always tell women, you know, I've lived half my life. I'm almost 60 and I want to live the rest of my life all for God. And, and, and that has to be studying my word, reading my scriptures daily, praying, taking walks. Um, and let me just talk about that. We, uh, this is a true story. I had a woman come in, Michelle, to the hideaway where that's the home of R&R where we do our weekend retreats in Monument, Colorado. It's a beautiful, beautiful. isn't oh, it? Oh. I, I encourage ladies, if you can go to a, yeah. one of her retreats, it's amazing. And we have one November 9th, 10th, and 11th at the hideaway. And yeah, and you just look up on our website and we'll talk about that at the end and sign up and come. But anyhow, she walked in and she said, you know, I hate, I hate retreats. And I said, why did you come? And she said, my daughter invited me. And when our kids invite us to something, we don't say no, we do it. And she goes, so I'm here, but remember, I hate retreats. And I was like, okay, we'll just kind of leave her alone. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I prayed for her and I kind of watched her and made sure she was comfortable and she was. Well, the next morning we had a time with God and she was pacing back and forth, back and forth. And she said, you know, I'm really uncomfortable with this. And she goes, you know what? I have this wing chair in my, in my living room and I have a little table and all my books and an Afghan. And I thought, boy, that sounds pretty great for a quiet time. She goes, I haven't sat in it in over four years. And it wasn't calling her to God. And I said, what calls you to God? And she goes, hiking, walking outside. And I said, then go out now and take a walk. You don't need that wing chair. Sometimes we put God in a box. We do. With our prayer. So she went out for a walk. Ten minutes later, I looked out the windows of the hideaway. And on our grass, the grass lawn, she is laying flat on her back with her arms outstretched, looking up at the sky and taking God in. Well, we have an R&R journal that the ladies write in. And this was what she wrote. She said, I had a vision of me and God today. I at his feet. He's stroking my hair and I'm looking at his eyes. And he said, my child, my child, you have finally come home. And today I rest in him. See, God maketh that woman come. Psalm 23 verse 3 he make or verse 2 excuse me he makes me lie down in the green meadows he maketh her come to a retreat that she did not like Mm -hmm. through her daughter because he had a moment for her Mm -hmm. in the in the meadow or the grass makes me lie down and see that's life-changing that's a god moment that woman had a god moment and she found it and rediscovered through her walking with God, not a wing chair. So some of us love beauty, and I'm that. I love to go to old chapels and pray. Some of us love music and worship. So if you don't have that in your prayer, put that in. Some of us journal. We love to journal, and journal needs to be your prayer life. Some of us study and read commentaries and libraries, waken our soul, and those are our teachers and preachers. And if they don't have moments with books and 
taking in, that can be very holy. Mm-hmm. For others, it's art and creating and making something. Those are our artists. And I encourage those women, art needs to become of your worship. You need to make things that point to Jesus mm-hmm. as, as your art and your time with God. Mm-hmm. And others is nature and walking and outside, of course, Colorado oh, yeah. and California. If you oh. have a beach, you should be on the beach having Florida. your quiet time. Yeah. Maybe it's, and some yeah. of us, and some of us, it's a wing chair and others it's not. And so I just encourage women, know who you are, who your soul, what wakens your soul, what stirs you up, what excites you. And go do that with, put God in that and you will be amazed where he'll take you in a deeper relationship. We make God way too hard, Michelle. Mm-hmm. We really do. I we, think so. uh, it, I think- and women quit. They just quit trying. Yeah. And God is simple. And all he wants is a little piece of us, like Nicodemus who came at night. Nicodemus, the religious leader, the ruler of the Sahedrins, he was a Pharisee. He was at the top of his ladder. He, he knew the law. He studied it his whole life, the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. But he hears of this Jesus, the Messiah, could it be? So he comes at night for this chancy meeting. Gossip could hurt him, but he comes. And that night, an ember fell in his soul and began to burn. It was just a little burn, Mm -hmm. burning, but it burned. And when Jesus dies at the cross, we see Nicodemus bring the spices, prepare his body, who came at night now is in the full glory of day and not afraid to bury the Savior in a proper burial. And what if he wouldn't have come? What if Nicodemus would have been too afraid to come at night? Seek the Lord out in the middle of the night. Seek the Lord in your pain and your glories and your joy. Seek him every moment you have like it's your last because time is short. And God is calling the women I know of Colorado to rise up Mm -hmm. and lead, lead our state in these, these times. Jesus' return is near. We don't know when, but I sense, I see women being called more to scripture, not so much study books, but back to the scripture. The whole When I teach a class, there is no book we do. We mm-hmm. open our Bible. Mm-hmm. The Bible is our workbook mm-hmm. and we go through a passage and we break it apart right. and they hear an inspirational message. And listen, it has to become transformational. Women, you can gather information, but does it transform you? Has it changed you? Has it molded you? Women are not going to come for just information anymore. We've done it over and over. What women are wanting is to have a heart and soul that has become transformed. Oh, amen. Amen. Yeah, I I really believe that um, what you're saying is just so critical Mm. to revival even in our country absolutely and i'm just so grateful Mm. that you know you are such a warrior and you you know willing to put all that out there and help women 
Um, so ladies, we are really, really blessed to have Diane here with us oh, today. It's such an honor. So um, I just um, hope that you all enjoy um, some of what she shared. Get your Bibles open and <laughs> um, start being transformed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, God never makes mistakes. No. Um, and he always shows up. He always shows up. He, when we show up, he shows up. He's waiting for us. He is. And you know what? We don't have to invite Jesus to our moments because he's already there. Amen. We don't have to do that. So, All right. So be blessed, ladies, you. and thanks. What an honor. What an have honor. Have a great day. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. You can find R&R Retreats website at rnrretreats.org. Altered Stories is a new ministry, and if you enjoyed today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of everyday women too. So why don't you share the link to our website, alteredstories.org. Share it on your social media. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in financially supporting this outreach. To find out more, just log on to alteredstories.org. That's alteredstories.org.